Welcome back. You're listening to This Week. Now, earlier this week, the government approved the participation of Irish troops in training Ukrainian armed forces. 30 Defence Forces personnel will take part in the mission. It comes as the Department of Defence carries out a review of the Defence Forces peacekeeping missions abroad. Among the missions being examined is Ireland's peacekeeping commitment with the UN in southwest Syria. We're joined now by retired Brigadier General Gerard Hearn, who's in our Athlone studio. Gerard Hearn, uh, good afternoon and thank you for being with us today. Thank you very much. Good uh, to be there. Be, before we, t- we talk to you about uh, this review of overseas peacekeeping missions, uh, can I ask you about concerns which have been raised about Ireland's neutrality by engaging in, in training Ukrainian forces currently involved in fighting a war against Russian invaders in their country. Has Ireland ever trained troops engaged in fighting a war before? Well, Ireland has been imparting military education and military training to international military personnel since 1968. There's nothing new in this. And of course, we've been training people who've been involved in wars before. I commanded a European Union training mission in Somalia in 2013 and uh, 2014. We were training the new Somalian uh, army, whose main task was to try and uh, fight with and overcome al-Shabaab, the Islamic militant force in Somalia. So yes, we've been involved in training people in military conflict before. The, The Russian ambassador said last October that if Ireland provided any help to Ukraine, including on clearing mines, uh, from uh, their their own territory, that that would result in the country being directly involved in the conflict. Um, We also have the Irish anti-war movement saying that this is a breach, a flagrant breach of our neutrality. What's your response to that? I think the the, the correct description of Ireland's positioning in international relations on defence and security is not neutrality, it's non-aligned. Non-alignment and neutrality are two different things. The duties and responsibilities of countries who declare themselves to be neutral uh, are enshrined in international law. And it must be remembered that neutrality is solely a wartime positioning. That's all it is. Let's talk about uh, this review of Ireland's commitment then to to peacekeeping missions abroad, the biggest one uh, being in in southern Syria in the Golan Heights. Why, Why is our presence overseas now being reviewed? Well, our biggest presence is not in Syria, it's actually in South Lebanon. And um, we have uh, currently between all of the missions that are overseas, and we're deployed in in, in 12 countries, actually, and there are 560 uh, Defence Forces personnel um, deployed permanently overseas at the moment. Now, in in all military planning, if you want to rotate uh, troops uh, through six months rotations, that's uh, two rotations every 12 months. And if we have 560 people overseas, proper military planning would insist that you multiply that number by three. So that's 1,680 people who are actually committed to service that 560. And the reason for that is there are pre-deployment training, uh, pre-deployment medicals, inoculations, HR administration. Then there's a period when you're deployed. And then there's the period when you come back where you're actually um, given medical leave because a lot of soldiers, the majority of them, are on anti-malaria prophylaxis. And there's a medical climb down period after that. So proper military planning would ensure that to maintain 560 people overseas, it would take anything upwards of 1,700 people to actually service that alone. And with the numbers falling in the Defence Forces, currently below 8,000 people, we just can't service all of, of the missions. We have in around 130, 135 people on the Golan Heights. So it seems that that's the mission that we are likely to service in the future because I, I, 
it's not particularly uh, our commitment to the training of U Ukrainian soldiers, but it's our commitment uh, to be members of the EU battle group uh, in 24-25. And that will take uh, a deployment of upwards of 200 people. So, I mean, we just can't make the numbers for the Golan mm. Heights and a commitment to the EU battle group. So if there are going to be fewer missions in the future, what impact is that going to have? Number one, I suppose, on the morale of the defence forces and number two, on our international reputation as peacekeepers. Well, it certainly will negatively affect our international positioning on international peace and security and our well-deserved reputation of contributing to international peace and security since 1958. But the reality, Justin, is that we can't make the numbers anymore. The allowed strength at the moment is 9,500. We have slipped before, below 8,000 uh, 8, at the moment. There is a commitment in the recent, or uh, last year's Commission on the Defence Forces to a strength of, of 11,500. With the present terms and conditions for service in the defence forces. We will struggle to make 9,500, not to mind 11,500. It is the problem with the retention in the defence forces at the moment and recruitment, but particularly retention, is that all of the uniform services of the state, the Garda Shikana, defence forces, ambulance service, uh, prison service, are all struggling under the remit of the Department of Public and, uh, and Expenditure and Reforms since, since 2011 and 12 when they were formed to a one-size-fits-all public service. And you cannot have a one-size-fits-all public service for someone who's an administrator in a government department uh, as against a Garda Shikana on the beat or a member of the Defence Forces. Uh, the, 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 there are three things that are particularly problematic with uniform services, in particular the Defence Forces. The non-implementation of the Working Time Directive, which both the two representative associations, uh, RACO and PD4, have committed to negotiating. The amendments to public service um, pensions in 2013, which now makes uh, there's, there's no golden nugget of public service okay. pay, uh, pensions anymore. And in actual fact, particularly in relation to the defence forces, the inadequate allowances for additional hours work, seagoing allowances, instructors allowance. You know, if we have people going on the battle group, the German led battle group, uh, then the allowances uh, for you know, the unsocial hours required in, in training for that are deploying for that. All of these issues are contributing to the problems at the moment, Justin. All right. Retired Brigadier General Gerard Hearn, thank you very much indeed for talking to us about that today.